Oh my god, I'm heartily sorry for I have offended the productions in association with MediaGauntlet.com presents Views from the Long Box for July 17th, 2007, episode 5. What have you done? Nothing. Nothing except read comic books. You also lose our jobs on account of comic books. You keep me awake every night with your bad dreams on account of comic books. Well, at least they kind of toned down the crotch on the cover. I mean, that thing was fairly standing up at attention. For somebody who wants to call himself Citizen Steel, that, you know, you would think that that wouldn't happen. Anyway, oh, hey everybody. Uh, I was just uh, looking at the cover to Justice Society of America number 7, which came out last week. And uh, not that I usually stare at such things, but I noticed that they had... Um, tone down a certain aspect of the good Citizen Steel's anatomy. I don't know why. Maybe they got complaints. Maybe they saw all the people bitching about it on the internet. Who knows? Who knows why DC does anything they do? They did the same thing with Power Girl's breasts back in Justice League number 10, so... <sighs> oh, well. Good issue, anyways. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Views from the Long Box. I am your host, Michael Bailey, here once again to waste about 20 to 30 minutes of your time talking about the four-colored world of comic books. This week, uh, we've got two main sections. One is going to be talking about some actual current events. The other will be my review of Transformers. Uh... Notice I do not say Transformers the movie, because that, of course, is the 1986 animated film. Uh, no, this is the 2007 Michael Bay, quote-unquote, fueled Transformers. We got my website, blog, whatever, pick of the week, and that's about it. So let's get started. You know, sometimes the stars do align, and Everything gets into perfect order, and things just fit nicely. When I started planning views from a long box in my head, I had not really intended on doing anything revolving around current events in the comic book industry. One, I was kind of afraid that I would date the show. Uh, you know, for people who may pick it up later, they may not want to hear about something that happened, you know, two weeks, three weeks, months, years depending on how long I feel like doing this, uh, in the past. And two, and, and really more practically, when I first started doing this show, I was recording it about two weeks out. And, you know, my feeling was that if I was talking about something that was kind of a big deal when I was recording it, that by the time that the show actually got out there, the subject may have been played out. 
Plus, I'm not really one to bitch and moan too much. I mean, I got a couple soapboxes to get on, don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm not one to really complain in public on this show, because I figure you're listening to it for enjoyment, and the last thing you want to hear me is me rip on everything. Unless you want to listen to me rip on everything, which, in that case, maybe I should... Eh, never mind. Anyways, getting back to the point, my original intention for this episode was to talk about Rob Liefeld and his work and my feelings about it. This is when the previously mentioned stars aligning thing happened, because when I was doing my normal surfing of the internet on Thursday, I went to Newsarama, and what do I see but an announcement that Rob Liefeld is not only heading back to Image, the company he helped found back in 1992, but he is bringing the book that launched that company in 1992 with him. Uh, they're going to not only release a hardcover of the original Youngblood miniseries, completely rewritten by Joe Casey. That is, of course, assuming that anything can be really written by Joe Casey. Uh, with a new ending by Rob. And not only that, but an ongoing Youngblood series written by Joe Casey that will start, I believe, at the beginning of the year. So it was just one of those things where I wanted to talk about something and lo and behold there's an announcement uh, about something similar to what I wanted to talk about on Newsarama. Reaction to the announcement was fairly positive for Newsarama. If there is ever a site on the internet where comic fans are going to lose their freaking minds over something it's going to be Newsarama. I mean, there were a fair number of the hell has frozen over comments, but, you know, most people were like, hey, this this is great, glad he's back. Uh, even Ethan Van Skyver chimed in, stating, and I quote, this is the best news I have ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> God, I love Ethan Van Skyver. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this as well. Uh, it's not that I'm a huge fan of young blood it's just <sighs> okay confession time i'm actually kind of a fan of rob liefeld's work i'm hoping that you're still with me and haven't turned off your ipod or zune or mp3 player in disgust uh, i i just want you to bear with me because I, I do have an explanation for the statement I just made. I am f very familiar with what saying something like I just said in public uh, can result in. A couple years ago, when I was on a panel at Dragon Con in, here in Atlanta, Georgia, I said out loud that I was looking forward to the then-upcoming two-issue stint that Rob was going to be doing on the Teen Titans, and I was looking forward to it. Saw some of the preview art, looked like some of the best work of his career, it had the energy that Rob Liefeld's work always seems to have, and man, you would have thought that I had stood up and ripped a photo of Jack Kirby in half. 
I mean, I have never seen a room turn like that. It 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 was kind of amazing. I mean, I mean, I mean, I I will admit that I have gone through my own bit of Liefeld hatred. Uh, I came in late to the whole Rob Liefeld thing back in the day. Uh, I I wasn't as deep into fandom as I became. And it was between my ninth and 10th grade years that X-Force number one hit. And I read the first few issues. I mean, everybody read the first few issues of that series. But it it really didn't do much for me. I I didn't catch the X-Bug that so many of the people who were collecting comics at the time did. Uh, The art was a bit funky. And I remember making a few pithy comments about it. But I, I don't remember hating it. I didn't buy Youngblood number one when it came out either. And this had more to do with the fact that the Comic Vault, where I bought my books at the time, was sold out on the book with pre-orders. So even before the book actually came into the store, every copy was reserved for somebody. So I, I didn't even bother to try to find it. I mean, you couldn't find it at the time. And I say at the time, because in 1996, I finally got to read Youngblood number 1 when I bought it in a 50-cent box. Which is kind of funny when you think about it. I mean, it's only four years after the book came out, and at the time, it was one of the hottest things going around. And then I buy it out of a 50-cent box. And it it was around that time that I went through my brief period of Liefeld hatred. And it was a good time for it, too. Heroes Reborn came out that fall, and that thing just seemed to piss off about everybody, or at least the group I hung out with. Uh, Soon after that, Rob broke, or was fired from Image, it depends on who you want to believe, and while he did have his supporters, it seemed like hating and making fun of this man was the thing to do. And looking back on it now, it, it seems kind of silly. I mean, like, like something you do in high school, years later, you look back on it and wonder what the hell the big deal was. But as I previously stated, I actually kind of like his work now. Not the, wow, this is quality writing and art and will no doubt stand as one of the finest achievements in comic book history type of way. I mean, no, I, I like it in the same way. I like movies such as Showdown in Little Tokyo, or Roadhouse, which was on today. That was kind of awesome to watch. Or even like Kiss Music from the 80s. They're fun, they're loud, they're flashy, and are pretty much a good way to entertain myself, but are not what I would call the pinnacle of their respective forms. The transition between contempt and grudging respect came back around 2002 or so. I got it in my head that I wanted to do a website about something involving comics, and I picked as my subject Youngblood. Youngblood and the various extreme maximum awesome books that Rob and his friends produced for our entertainment, supposedly. And I envisioned a site that would have indexes and who's who files and a gallery and it was all going to be fabulous. You may wonder why I would want to produce such a thing. Uh, Frankly, at the time when I was trying to pick a subject to do a 
fan site of bad. I, I wanted to do something different. There were a few sites that were devoted to young blood in its world, um, such as Extreme Genesis. It still seemed like something that I could kind of make my mark on. And really, it seemed like a good idea at the time. So, why did I stop? Well, the books were terrible. The first issue of Youngblood had the line, No arrows, this pen will do, as Jeff Terrell, a.k.a. Shaft, throws a pen at, I believe, a purse snatcher, which is a great way to bring down a purse snatcher, and I recommend it highly. Um, and the, the home team story, because Youngblood number one was a flip book. On one side you had the away team, who were fighting a Saddam Hussein uh, look-alike, and then you had the home team that was fighting a group that looked like you know, any number of characters that Rob drew when he was at Marvel. That particular story ended with the Youngblood team leaping into action to fight the bad guys, and then nothing. The story just ends there. Like, you know, it reminded me of a horrible buddy film from the 80s where it ends with the two friends like giving each other a thumbs up or high-fiving each other. I mean, it was freaking terrible. Not as bad as Brigade and Bloodsport. Uh, and the less said about the first few issues of Supreme, the better. I mean, when you can say Youngblood was the best of the bunch, then it's pretty clear the indication that the books you were producing suck. The thing is that even when the books were bad, which was often, there was an energy to them. And, and I think that's what attracted me more than anything. Rob may be a terrible writer, and his art style may lack a certain degree of anatomical realism, but there is something about it that makes it compelling. I mean, there is a theory that uh, a, a person's style is everything they do wrong. So going with that theory and sticking to it, Rob's style is immense because he does just about everything wrong. I mean, take his Captain America from the whole Heroes Reborn thing. I mean, was it the best rendition of Cap? No, you had like a shot of Captain America with looking like he has breasts almost, especially in the promotional material. But in the actual issue itself, it wasn't all that bad. In fact, when it got to the end of that issue, where Cap remembers who he is and takes on the soldiers, it's actually kind of badass. I mean, the shield keeps changing sizes, but the fight itself was rather well done, and, and Jeff Loeb's scripting on that was quite good as well. I really liked... Uh, the Heroes Reborn cap. I, I thought it was an interesting concept. I really did. I mean, I there were parts of it that I didn't get, like, why the heck is Falcon drinking Cap's blood and getting superpowers? But overall, it wasn't as bad as everyone was saying. It wasn't as bad as, say, the Avengers from Heroes Reborn. All of which leads me to wonder... Why are people still so intent on ragging on Rob Liefeld? Now, I can understand where people would be upset that he 
continues to talk about projects that never come to fruition. Arcade Comics has been sporadically putting out Youngblood titles for a couple years now. I know, because I've been buying them. And I can see where there was a certain level of frustration with that. But really and truly, I, I think the time has come, and I'm not really doing a call to arms or anything, because that's kind of silly, because, you know, these are comic books, I take the form seriously, but I don't want it to, you know, lead to any kind of activism or anything like that. I think the time has come to just kind of let things go. You know, let the man produce the work he wants to. I have heard from many a people who have met him and have contact with him as you know, in a convention, who say he is the nicest guy on the face of the planet, will sit there and do sketches for you. Yes, his art style isn't the best. But you know what? Looking at that Teen Titans work that he did a couple years ago, that is some of the best work of his career. Legs are a little long in places, but looking at it, especially with the Gail Simone writing, it's a pretty solid two issues of the Teen Titans. So, in a really weird way, I'm looking forward to Youngblood's return. Uh, you know, like I said, I've actually purchased all of the Youngblood-related books that Arcade put out, and, and they weren't all that bad, either. Uh, Bloodsport was a little off, but it wasn't terrible. So, I guess in the end, not only am I going to order the hardcover to the... Youngblood miniseries, but I'm going to give the series a shot. I'm going to put my support behind it. Uh, despite the fact that Joe Casey is writing it. I'm not a really big fan of his. It's, you know, in, in all honesty, the, the redo of Youngblood, the original miniseries, has to be better than the original. No arrows. This pen will do. God, that sucked. <laughs> So I went to see the Transformers with my wife and my buddy Mero, and I can honestly say without hesitation that not only did I thoroughly enjoy the movie, but I also believe that it's probably the best summer film I have seen in years. There was a time when I looked forward to the summer blockbuster. I like movies in general, and while I dig on films that engage me and make me think... I have just as much love for the action-packed popcorn movies. And over the past few years, I've liked the films that have come out, you know, in the summertime, but I've never really been blown away. I mean, it, it you know, it's not like when Armageddon came out. You can, you can rag on that movie all you want. It's, you know, it's kind of an epic film in its own right. So I walked into Transformers with more than a little bit of trepidation. I, I was trying to keep a positive mind about the whole thing. and uh, But, you know, I, w I was a little nervous about it. You know, I'm, I'm not the biggest trans fan on the planet, as last week's episode will demonstrate. But I like the characters, and I like the world. And thought that while... This wasn't an according to Hoyle Transformers story. It was still pretty cool. I mean, having Peter Cullen do the voice of Optimus Prime went a long way for me to accept this version. You know, I'm a child of the animated series. 
So hearing the voice right at the beginning of the film, it just had me all excited. And actually, I half expected it to be the opening of a Voltron film, considering Cullen you know, narrated the opening bit to that, too. And he was also Monterey Jack on Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. I found that out this week. That's kind of odd. But, but more than anything, it was the special effects that really sold this film. And they were pretty kick-ass. The Transformers blended pretty much seamlessly with the you know, real things around them. And the actual transforming of the you know, robots into their respective forms was great as well. More than anything, the film showed how freaking scary giant robots among humans can be. From the battle with the military at the beginning to the final fight at the end, the sheer size of the Transformers were apparent and went a long way to sell that concept. The fight scenes were great as well, especially the one between Optimus and Bone Crusher, which got a little play on the internet before the film came out. I was of the opinion before seeing the movie that as long as they had giant robots that turned into other things, fighting and smacking the hell out of each other, and if they made that look cool, then I would be satisfied. Well, I was more than satisfied. The campy nature to the film was a bit much at times. Sure, there were instances when the levy worked, especially during the sequence, and I'm not really giving anything away here, so don't think of this as a spoiler. You, you've probably seen the film already, but in case you haven't... Okay, anyways. There's a scene where the Autobots are trying to hide and be inconspicuous, and it was kind of funny. And there was another scene where Bumblebee... Um, let his feelings be known uh, ab about a certain government agent. All of which were amusing as hell. I mean, th there are no other instances I can think of Optimus Prime going, my bad. But there were other things, like John Turturro's character, and I love John Turturro. Uh, you know, and Anthony Anderson, and the whole Sector 7 thing. Uh, you know, that were a bit much. Not enough to make me dislike the film, but it did take me out of things every once in a while. My only other complaint was the choppy editing at the end. The cuts made it hard to follow the action at times, but again, it wasn't anything that really took away from my overall enjoyment of the film. So between Peter Cullen, uh, the kid who played Sam, and Bumblebee, uh, who my buddy Mero believes got more street cred in two hours and 20 minutes of this film than he's gotten in the 20 years he's been around, made me a very satisfied moviegoer. Uh, Michael Bay may not make deep philosophical films, but they are fun, and I'm of the opinion that he should not only direct the supposed G.I. Joe film, but a Captain America movie as well. I'm probably alone there. Though, you know, in the end, Pearl Harbor still sucked ass. <laughs> Alrighty, here is my site slash blog slash podcast slash video cast slash whatever pick of the week. This week I picked a site that really doesn't need a whole lot of pimping as it is extremely popular, but I thought I would give them a shout out anyways. It's comics should be good. Um, this started out as a blog that actually got picked up by Comic Book Resources. Comic Should Be Good uh, is actually one of my daily stops. You have Bill Reed 
as one of the contributors with his 365 Reasons to Love Comics. Uh, Brad Curran does a lot of contributing there. Brian Cronin seems to do the bulk of the work, or at least has done lately. He uh, also produces the comic book Urban Legends feature that I look forward to every Friday. Uh, not only because it mentioned an article I wrote for the Superman homepage, but uh, it also appeals to my love of comic book history. And then you have Greg Burgess. I am probably butchering that name, but he does the What I Bought feature on a weekly basis and the Help Me Buy My Comics, where he pleads for some assistance in figuring out what he wanted to buy that week. Um, in addition to solid commentary... They also have a Cheers and Jeers segment and a cat named Curious Cat who asks the really hard questions uh, pertaining to comic books today. Um, as I mentioned, they are hooked up with the comic book resources, but you can find them at, you know, HTTP, blah, blah, blah. Uh, goodcomics.comicbookresources.com And that does it for this week's episode of Views from the Long Box. The next episode will be up on July 24th. And a quick reminder, since today is July 17th, the second season of The Incredible Hulk... Uh, Late 70s, early 80s television series comes out today, so go check that out. I probably will have to wait to buy it until I have the money, but I am looking forward to it. Uh, also, check out the official blog for Views from the Long Box at viewsfromthelongbox.blogspot.com. There you can find links to past episodes, a link to the RSS feed, and you can subscribe to the show through iTunes. Also, please... Um, Go by iTunes or Podcast Alley or Podcast Pickle and write a review of the show and tell us what you think of it. Uh, Views from the Long Box is presented by Oh My God, I'm Heartily Sorry for I Have Offended Thee Productions in association with MediaGauntlet.com. Thanks again, everybody. I'll see you next week. Don't make me angry.